Episode 617. You've given a referral. Now what? You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California. And I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? Hi, Priscilla. I am uh, fantastic. And this week, I am in Charlotte, North Carolina, at, the, at BNI headquarters. I, I uh, go a few times a year, so. Uh, I'm there this week. Oh, great. Uh, on my podcast today, I have someone who's back for his third visit to be a guest on BNI Podcast, and his name is Mark Applebaum. Mark uh, has been a member of BNI for 14 years. He's been a BNI director for four. Mark, Mark is married to his wife, Tiffany, of 18 years. He has two children, Ryan and Jenna. And Mark's passion when it comes to BNI is teaching members how to give visitors a wow experience. I think that's a great uh, thing to teach. Uh, Mark is the marketing director for Hepworth and Associates Law Firm. Uh, Mark, uh, welcome back to BNI Podcast. Thank you so much, Ivan. Thanks for having me. So we're talking today uh, about uh, you're given a referral. Now what? And I think there are two different topics related to this that you want to cover. One is how do you build credibility as the giver, and how do you build credibility also as the receiver? during the referral process. So let's start with the first one. How do you build credibility as the giver? Well, you know, when, when members join BNI, they join to build their business. But once they've joined, the number one thing that they have to build is their credibility. And so obviously this podcast is all about building credibility, but we're going to start with being the giver and giving that referral to the receiver and what, what they need to do. So the first thing that they, that, they, that they need to do is obviously first make sure that that referral is a qualified referral, not just a name on a slip of paper. A name on a slip of paper is what we call a lead. And I jokingly share with my chapters, I'm from New York. You could say any four-letter word to me, and it doesn't offend me, but in BNI, a lead is a bad four-letter word. Now, obviously, if the member if the member in the group is asking for just names or uh, sometimes title companies will ask for for sale by owner signs just to take right. a picture of a for sale by owner sign, but you want to make sure that the referral you're giving, that the person whose name is on that referral slip, is expecting the call so that when their receiver calls them, they know that they're getting that call. And it's a warm connection. Mark, you mentioned an exception, which I think is really important to understand. And that is that if the person receiving the referral says, I'll accept something less. A referral is the opportunity to do business with someone in the market to buy your product or service. But if someone says, I'll take, a ref I'll take it as a bona fide referral if you see a for sale by owner sign, and you send that to me. And that's not really a normal referral. But if the individual will accept it that way, that's fine. The key here is what does the person getting the referral want, not what you want. So if you will accept that, it, uh, that's great. But if, if you haven't made it official that you will accept that as a referral, then if I gave that to you, it would just be a lead. Does that Correct. make sense? Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. Well, so what else about credibility for the giver? So 
for the giver, the next thing, we've all heard the phrase, the fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. Now, this works both ways, from the giver to the receiver and the receiver to the giver. But in, from the giver to the receiver, what would really impress the receiver is if that giver, I, I, let's say I've given you a referral, Ivan, and I follow up a couple of days later or a week later and say, hey, how's it going? Did you reach out to them? Um, and if, if you have and, and it's not going well or if you need me to reach out to them, um, again for you, what could I do to make this process uh, smoother for you? Doing that for the receiver is huge. It really builds a lot more credibility to make sure because you, your goal is to help that receiver build their business. And if, if, if you do more steps for them to strengthen that referral and make it happen, it really helps uh, close the deal. And that's for the receiver. Correct. So that's for the giver to do for the receiver to follow up if, um, with the receiver and say, hey, how's that referral going? Is there anything I could do with that referral party to make sure that you, um, you as the receiver close that deal? Got it. Well, that's, that's good. And that's certainly, that's sort of advanced networking. You know, most people don't do that, but I think it's a, a something that it would add a lot of value to the referral process. I agree. Now, the next thing would be from the receiver standpoint, how to build more credibility with the giver. Now, in referral marketing, we all know that when you receive a referral, the giver is putting their name on the line and trusting you with that referral. So everything you do uh, will help that process uh, strengthen. Now, the first thing to do, again, fortunes in the follow-up. When you receive that referral, my recommendation would be following up with that referral at least within 24 hours, but I've heard through some of our trainings that if you can follow up with a referral within at least two hours, mm. you, you're more likely, 70% more likely to close that transaction. Couldn't agree more. Now, the next thing is, and it, maybe again, this is more for somebody becoming a master networker, but is that when following is giving the giver a status report via text, email, phone, letting the giver know You've left a message with a referral party, you had a conversation with them, or you scheduled time to talk with them. Just that lets the giver know, hey, what's going on with that referral? And you've already updated them. So now they, they don't need to wonder what's going on there. Yeah, this is good stuff. This is, to me, this is advanced networking. You know, and instead of 101, we're talking about 301 or 401. This is good. Good. Um, now, you never want the giver. This is the last thing you want to do is have the giver reach out to you a couple weeks after and go, hey, did you ever reach out to that referral I gave you, and and the answer being no, no, no. That could, <laughs> no, no. That could obviously really damage the relationship yeah. and have you obviously miss out on the on the referral opportunity altogether. Yeah, and I've seen that happen. By the way, that uh, that's very very frustrating when that happens. Let me is is that your last one? Because I've got one I'd add. I've got one more, but go ahead, add get, whatever you like. Go ahead. So, if the receiver calls the referring party and it turns out it's not a good referral does that happen yes here's what i would recommend doing first keep in mind that the giver based on what they know about your business is mo most likely doing everything they can to give you a quality referral and in, in their mind they're thinking they're giving you a golden egg or a great referral in your mind it, it may not be but you know like in any relationship Communication is key. So here's how I would handle that communication with the giver. 
first, I would always start off with gratitude. So again, if, if, if you gave me a referral, Ivan, and that wasn't a quality referral for me, I would say, Ivan, thank you so much for that referral. Thank you for looking out for me and my business and wanting my business to grow. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to help them because they're looking for somebody who does X service and I only offer Y and Z. However, I was able to connect your referrer, referring party to someone who does X and they're, they're able to help them. So in the future, if you come across somebody who does need Y and Z, that would be the perfect referral. Thank you. Yeah, that's a real tactful way of doing it. I'd also recommend um, that if you're listening to this podcast and you're having issues with a bad referral, check out episode number 439 and episode number 281. Both of those uh, episodes talk about how to deal with a bad referral, and it's in alignment with what Mark just said. Let me add one more that I think is really important for the receiver of the referral uh, to do. And I view this as advanced networking as well. Uh, I think the first thing that the receiver of the referral needs to do with the person who's being referred is edify the person who gave the referral. So, Mark, let's say um, you referred me to Priscilla. And I went to Priscilla. Uh, The first thing I should do is to say, Mark referred me. I've known Mark for years. He's a really good business professional. How do you know Mark? Because I think he's a great guy and a good business person. And start up a dialogue that edifies you as the person giving the referral. That's something that very few people do, but it's it's a win-win in a number of ways. It, first of all, it makes you look good because I'm saying how good you are, but it also gives uh, us, the the person who I might be doing business with, a place to start talking that's positive. We both like Mark. They know you, I know you. And so it, it, uh, it makes for a good referral. That's one that I would add there, Mark. Thanks for including that. That's perfect. All right. We're, we're pretty much out of time, but maybe real quick, we can, there was one other uh, thing that we thought we might talk about, and that's, uh, is there something that members shouldn't do when giving referrals? So there are a few cases where this doesn't become uh, the rule, but sometimes you'll have members during the chapter meeting have a certain ask. Let's say I'm asking for Jim Smith from XYZ Company. And at the end of the meeting, during the referral and testimonial time, a member will say, here's your referral for Jim Smith, when in fact, they never really spoke to Jim. Yeah, I, I, I so agree with that. It, Unless you really, really know Jim well, and you're personal buds, and he's in your mobile phone, and you know for a fact you can make that connection, you should wait until you actually talk to Jim. And one thing that's great about BNI is this amazing app we have that you know, minutes after the meeting is over, I can contact Jim and yeah. say, hey, I'd like to give you a referral. To, um, may I have somebody contact you? And then immediately put it into the app. That member gets that email text saying you received right. a referral. And then next week I could put in the, the referral slip for yeah. the drawer. So look, there are always exceptions to, to things. Uh, there might be a couple to this one, but as a rule, what Mark's talking about is, is right on the money. Uh, you shouldn't uh, give a referral on the spot. You should confirm that the person is absolutely ready and willing. Well, we're out of time, Mark. Thank you so much for coming back to BNI Podcast. It's been great having you here for the third one. Thank you so much, Ivan. Uh, Priscilla, over to you. Okay, great. Thank you both for the great information. This podcast has a new sponsor. Go check out the great content available at ivansinnercircle.com. 
where Ivan has assembled a wide array of topics, and you're invited to participate. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast.